Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Degrassi's newest students. I'm your, I'm one of your hosts, Jasmine, and I'm joined with Liv. and Emily. So and I didn't know who was going first there. <laughs> so much has changed since we've recorded our last episode. We all do not- when was oh, that? That's a great question. I that... Spotify. Yeah, I'm gonna look on the Instagram. That was June 12th. (laughs) We took a quick, uh, just a quick five months, quick break. It was a short hiatus. Everyone had to just, you know, it's been such a busy summer. We just had to Mm -hmm. recoup. Uh, It feels like it has not been that long at all. That's super weird. It does not feel like five months. Yeah. And that time, Liz and I started grad school. Emily got a job. Slang. Yeah. I got a cat. You did get a cat. And I cut my own hair over the sink. You did? So. So that's how you know how well Liz is doing in grad school. So. Are you doing okay? I feel like that's good. not doing okay. Are you okay? No, I'm doing great. I just didn't want to pay for a haircut and new places frighten me. So. Love. Why go to a new place when old places are already here? Like an old place like the Grassy Community School. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. So we- new and improved. New and improved. So we watched season two, episodes one and two, When Doves Cry. So I will read the description for episode one. <clears throat> As a new school year begins, Degrassi expands into a full-fledged high school, encompassing grades 9 through 12. Newcomer Craig catches the eye of Emma and Manny and makes a friend with Sean, but his home life is less than perfect as he deals with an abusive father. Meanwhile, JT, along with the hollow Toby, is looking for it to find a date. He chooses Paige, who rudely turns him down. Um... And if, like me, you were wondering, oh, that's so weird. Why did Degrassi and Degrassi High combine? They never said. Because they needed to find a way to keep the kids still on the show. Yeah, they needed everybody on the same show, and they needed to not build another entire school set. So I guess it makes sense. But they could have said, like, the high school burned down or something. They made it sound like it was such a disaster. Well, there was already... They're like, you guys are going to have to share lockers. (laughs) We were not prepared for this. Like, a very last-minute decision, so it sounds like a catastrophe happened. But they were already, like, this entire first episode was so much info dumping. Like, they just kept Mm -hmm. saying stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing now. You couldn't write that in? Do we ever find out? No. You don't. We never find out why there's no high school. They might have anymore. said it in the like episode, but I've never paid attention. So, oh, love that. Um, I would like to put one meta comment forward before we go into these this two parter yes. of an episode, and that meta comment is a hypothesis that Degrassi is what was born when after school specials died. Mm. Well, oh my god. I can say this on the podcast. So the creator of Degrassi, Linda Schuyler, has a memoir coming out. First of all, memoir followed us, us on Instagram. Memoir. I DM'd Do you think she actually listens to this? 
No. I think you listen to this. Wait, what was her name? <laughs> Linda Skyler. Linda. Linda, um, Linda if you're listening, I love you. I if you give us free copies of the book, we will review it. Um and even not free. I'll I'll probably get I it. I might get it. But oh my god, my cat's trying to eat my my little squatchos. I only uh, read sapphic novels. But <laughs> um I only read comparative theology. Oh. So <laughs> Linda Schuyler on her Instagram, she's doing a series with Jocelyn, who is the biggest Degrassi fan ever. Um and I can Wait, say what that quantifies that. Um she has so much Degrassi she has Degrassi board. like a whole Degrassi room in her house where she and has like signed headshots from like almost all the actors. She has like original scripts. Like she has a lot. So she's slaying. Um and they go to different Degrassi things, but she re the reason she created Degrassi is because she felt like there was nothing that taught teens about like issues that are actually relevant to them. Yeah, that was like the whole point of after school specials. Also, after school specials were a very American thing because like there was nothing on TV. There was like children's programming in the mornings and then like family TV at night. And then so like in the afternoons. What do you mean after school, after school specials? specials like about? um, my dad lives in a downtown hotel or like Tiffany's mom is addicted to All alcohol. All I can think of is... Like, um. Uh, not Zendaya, but the other girl, the redhead, and her whole thing about or maybe it was Zendaya. Zendaya, but I'm dyslexic. <laughs> no, that was like the arts version of okay. After School Special. No, there. This was like a very specific, like episodic television. Like it was a specific. Um, I was going to say a specific streaming service. Jesus Christ, um, a specific network that would like in the 80s and 90s release these like episodes of like rob lowe as a child or like you know all these like jody foster and it was like so and so is gay and a soccer player yeah, i did like, not see those. The, those are the like the most uh yeah like milk toast issues but like they, they yeah they addressed issues of actual kids so that's, that's why i said degrassi, degrassi reminds me of skins like so much mm. The only thing I know about Skins is that the one girl, was she on Big Time Rush as well? I don't know. I'm thinking of the UK Skins. I think there's an American one, then but I haven't seen the American not. one because I think it's the bad. UK. I only know, I know like, I've seen clips of it on Tumblr, the UK Skins. It's pretty yeah. good, but it's more intense. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know. It's a little bit more intense than this. Oh, but it's good. We're in season two, so. Fun fact, I, <laughs> my freshman year of college... Um, my first, I auditioned for a show on OTL. Like, I actually auditioned. And I used a monologue from Skins. <laughs> from the play, but I got a callback. So I guess it was good. You got a callback? Yeah. For the play or the musical? For the play, I can't sing. Oh. I was yeah. like, Probably good that I wasn't in that one. <laughs> no. I mean, slay. And then I never okay. auditioned again. I need I need some names. I need some. No, I don't remember any of these all names. I wrote, all I know is Craigor. Yeah. And why is he the only one calling him Craigor? <laughs> what? Like who is that? That has to be his full name. That has to be. Not. It's probably wrote... like Craigory. <laughs> <laughs> what is the long form name version of Craig? I, I thought there Craig was. Is just Craig. I thought it was like 
something dumb like Dan. Okay. Craig the Smeg. He I wrote opening shot colon old guy from original Degrassi. You knew you recognized him? Who is that? Well, because you said he was in the very first episode. He was the my wife did really? that guy, and oh. he did not Borat, but I didn't um, his wife is dead. And he was in the very he was in the pilot, and you said he was in the first Degrassi. Yes, right, Joey Jeremiah. He was like the yeah, in the original Degrassi. If you could believe it, he was like the JT. <laughs> I guess yeah, the yeah. jokester. Okay, yeah. So the first shot is like cutting between this person behind a camera lens taking photos and then a young little girl playing uh with joey presumably her dad at a playground um and then we are introduced to a new character whose name Gregor. Is... i'm gonna name my <laughs> kid that or my dog that's a good dog name because why would you and then it's like come here craig craig sit <laughs> You want to treat Craig? Gregor Mendel with his pea plant experiment. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. So, Gregor walks into his home, and we are introduced to another guy. Was he also on the yeah. old Degrassi? Okay. So, we're introduced to his dad, um, who calls him Gregor, and we had to pause for a minute to talk about that. And then they're chatting, and nothing really happens. His dad kind of like shakes the table when he mentions his mom or something, mm-hmm. right? I feel like every scene between the two of them when they're in that kitchen is so like indie film. Like it feels like an independent film and it's just so like, I don't know how to explain that. It just feels weird. <laughs> I have some acting comments about the two of them that we'll get to. Maybe it's that. I think it's the pacing um, thing. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, so he shakes the table because it's breakfast and he's so mad. Fuck these eggs. Don't talk about your mom. And then, what else? It was so, like, horrible and then that for both the episodes. Yeah, classic. The next one was worse. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Classic Degrassi fashion. They choose the worst <laughs> moments to cut to the theme song and you know what we love it they've extended the theme song these are some changes between season one and season two the theme song has different <laughs> lyrics instead of just like sensual riffing mm-hmm. <laughs> i might need to rewatch um, that one because i literally didn't notice <laughs> i'm really upset how much of this has been burned into my brain jasmine so thank you for putting us on this project because i have not seen degrassi since we last spoke <laughs> And I remember yeah. this, so. Sorry to let you down. <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, uh, okay, so the theme song ends. They still decided to end, end the theme song with a slow pan in on someone's jean-clad ass, which I don't really get that, but they kept it. And then um, Toby and JT walk into the shot, and they have both, I, I wouldn't say they've hit, puberty but they have gently pushed oh, puberty. wait till next season everyone has hit puberty <laughs> their voices drop okay so this is just like, yeah like yeah. all of them this is just a little teaser taste they are, are both gently they're knocking on lady puberty's door and um 
Degrassi has expanded. The high school is closed for reasons we will not ever know, as we've established. And then, um, yeah, all of the characters are, like, reestablishing themselves in the school. And the most, like, disorienting shots ever. Emily, do you have any, like, film well, I was not on paying that? attention at that point. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was focused has, on like, how, two- how JT walks in and he goes, we need some older, sexy, hot women. And I was so caught off guard by that. I forgot how these characters were. Oh, he did say that, of course. Yes. And then they're, um, like, a year older and then, than like, him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ooh, let's get some children who are a year older than me. That's than me a child as well. That's it. Uh, yeah. And then Drake has like two lines, and I don't even remember what they were. <laughs> he like and stared then... that one girl down. What is her name? The one that fucked up the last last season. Yeah, Ashley. Yeah. Just stared her down, and that was that yeah, for so... them too. They were done. That was all what they got. Yeah, Jasmine, can you quick recap what happened between all of those characters, like Paige and Ashley and um, Terry? And so Ashley, Ashley, in the last episode, took ecstasy that JT brought to the party to to like for the love, but then Sean switched it out with aspirin, and then Ashley took the real one, and then Ashley was crazy and like invited a whole bunch of people over. She made out with Sean, maybe had sex, we don't know. She goes downstairs, calls Paige a hag, and tells Jimmy um, that she should have broke up with him earlier. Um, They leave, and then Terry doesn't like Ashley. Well, Terry's still friends with Ashley, but Terry is also friends with Paige and doesn't want to not be friends with Paige because Paige is popular. So... Thank you. And and I may have said this last time, but call me a silly Billy if I'm wrong here. I feel like ecstasy doesn't make you be a bit turn into an asshole. You guys heard ecstasy? <laughs> Why can't I say that word? No. I haven't either. I was just curious. No. I've like shrooms are equi- are like pretty similar yeah, in that like they just make you quiet yes. and like ecstasy. E- e- Either you like, are you tired? <laughs> Sorry, Googling it. Okay, like the the worst thing that could happen is like you have a panic attack or like you get really fucked up while you're watching Big Hero Six and you're like thinking about your death too much. Like you don't outwardly express oh. it. Like I don't know. The the worst thing that happens is like inward. Yes, they are. You were correct on that shrooms comment. Just to fact check. Thank you. This is Liz's Drugs Corner. We'll be back soon in a little bit with Liz's Grief Corner. So those are all my corners. I did, in fact, forget about that until the episode was running, (laughs) and then I went, oh! (laughs) No, that's fine. I don't need, like, a trigger warning. Trigger warning warning us about the other thing in the second episode, either. (laughs) We're watching, and I was like, I think something's gonna happen here. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, okay. <laughs> I had a feeling it was pretty predictable, but yeah, no, it's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, Sean and Craig have a little meet cute. They bump into each other, and then Sean whips out a line uh, about, "Is this a blind school? I've ever you know, he's a bad boy. He's got a <laughs> he's got a soft heart, but he's ableist too. He's got an edgy cool. side. He could be he could be bigoted." <laughs> Oh, and then all the girls um, were also to the new kid. Hey, cutie. <laughs> no one is yes, that bold, and especially in middle school. Nobody is that bold. 
Well, they're grade Sorry. nine, so Sorry. watch Why yourself. Oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, Craig greets Paige by informing her that child labor laws do in fact. Which exist. is another thing. So, like, if you're just walking in the hallway and hear that, you don't just like duh, no shit, child labor laws exist. Like, you don't just say that. <laughs> and now it makes sense knowing his story, but like, like what? <laughs> It genuinely sounded like he was trying to be helpful. Like, but Paige was like, like oh, my idiot. parents are making me clean the garage. <laughs> Child labor. Yeah, no, he did sound stupid. Um, and then they were mad at Ashley. All of that happened, and we were like, why? And then next scene is Craig back at the park taking photos. And I wrote, <laughs> this isn't funny. I wrote, he's artsy, the new kid at school comma is abused comma and has a heart of gold total package because he's really cute with the with the little kid who reveals uh the child's name is angela and it's the same child who is the daughter of joey from the first scene and they are secret siblings half siblings or something different dads half siblings he Mm -hmm. was giving me Um, jd vibes from heather's mm -hmm. seemed very creepy I don't know. I was just getting red. Oh, you were not Like, it didn't seem like Heart of Gold. It seemed like, I'm gonna murder you, and you're not gonna suspect it. But I don't know. I also felt that way, and then I wondered if that's just, like, are we socialized to see any man who is, like, good with kids as, like, actually pulling one over on us? I tried to think of it in the context of, like, okay, this was, like, 2002, and he's, like, 14, 2002? Yes. 2003? Uh, post 9-11. <laughs> Can I just say? Let's go! And- <laughs> Why did we bring that up? <laughs> I just gotta. And, um, yeah, like, that he is, like, 14 or yeah. something. Maybe I'm you know? just, like, but I- shooter. I don't know. And then he was talking about he was getting all existential in that one class now. and then it taking wouldn't. photos of them from a distance and, like, telling her how to take photos. And I was like, this is fucked up. Which, by the way, they never explained yeah. that whole thing. I don't... We'll get there. Yeah. It w- it wouldn't fly now, but I think, like, the message that we were supposed to receive didn't have anything sinister about it yet. Uh, unless I I'm Well, I okay, know. so later in this episode, um, they go to his dead mom's grave, right? And she... Yes. Is that... The little kid? Well, Joey and Angela go. Yeah, Angela and her dad, like, the little kid and the dad are at the grave, and... Um, Pregor is taking pictures of them from a distance, hiding behind another dead person's headstone and snapping pictures of them. And when he's noticed, he sprints away. And that's just creepy. And then they never, they kind of address it later with like his scrapbook and all of his pictures and stuff. And he's like, not secretive about it towards Angela, but like, I, did he follow them to his mom's gravesite? Was he already there? And if he was already no, there, why did he think it was a good idea to take pictures of them? Like, that's so creepy. Well, in the, when he was with Angela, Angela was like, are you coming with us later? And he was like, no. And so, like, they probably were, like, pre-planned going to go there. Like, her and so Joey. So he decided to, like... But he's not allowed to hang pictures? out with Angela. That's why he hid. He hid. He hid and took pictures of them. Because the picture taking is where. I think he. Well, I already would draw the, the line picture. at him. Like, what? I think he puts himself in the picture he, of them. 
Yeah, he literally cuts and pastes as in like a piece of paper onto a piece of paper. A photo of himself. Yeah, he's, he's, that's even worse. He Okay, so we are going to establish this early on in this podcast. Craig is going to do a lot of bad things. I will defend Craig on almost all of them. (laughs) No, I kind of like, I feel for, like, I like his character. Like, he's a character that I would really like watching like his type of character are the characters that I like. But that doesn't mean that it's okay to still be like have a little kid tell you where she's gonna be later and then happen to be at that same place at the same time because a little kid told you that and then take pictures of that little kid, even even if you're half related, take pictures of that little kid with the little kid's father and then cut p- photos of you out like a creepy silo- serial killer and tape them next like that is so weird. That is so weird. Everything else, whatever I get. <laughs> I I get the sentiment behind it, but they could have shown it another way. Like that's just yeah. How old is he? A freshman in high school. Probably like fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So I think like contextualizing that as like him as an abused like his mom is dead and he's left with his like shitty dad and like he just wants a family and so like maybe if he was a painter or like a sketch artist or something like. You know, like, I think photos does feel a little bit stalkerish. Again, like, maybe that's just how we're socialized. But I think, is this just, like, a young child trying to, like, connect with his family? could have just done it in not a way that had him physically getting up and going to a place and meeting a child. Like, that's... Like, they could have had it, like, oh, he has pictures of his little sister. Maybe he, like, takes pictures he already has and puts them together or something. Like, like, there's other ways to go about that than like the most creepy way they could have thought of i don't know yeah i i agree that it's like a weird i don't think the character i don't know how much it changes about the character but it makes like the like the editing i don't know whose like decisions it was to have him be like a photographer you know and to have him be but like he had to physically be there so that way joey could see him right Mm -hmm. but why like why like if he was just lurking (laughs) I feel like that would be less weird. Yeah, I agree. The photos is like right. a weird aspect. Maybe that was like not around. Yeah, I don't think. I think you're right around. that it's supposed to be like, oh, he's a kid and there's no family and whatever. Like, I get that, and I get that that's what they wanted to get across. But, but what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if someone if that actually did that, that would be a restraining order, no matter the age. Like, that's like, yes. like you can't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if that was not weird when it came out, it definitely is weird 20 years <laughs> yeah, later, for yeah. sure. Um, which sort of brings us, not the weird about 20 years later, but just the fact that they're at the cemetery. That's uh, Liz's grief corner. This always gets me in movies. Okay, so Joey and Angela are going to visit, what is the mom's name? Julia? Julia's grave. Grave. Um, at the cemetery, and they bring her some lovely flowers, and <laughs> Joey's like, those are some yellow flowers, huh? And then Angela's like, his mommy liked yellow. And I'm like, King, didn't you buy those for her? She's like six. <laughs> like, she... <laughs> There's so many plot holes in this writing that they just did not think about. Weren't you there? Where did she got pick flowers? From? All those flowers? Yeah, uh, mayhaps. But like, yeah, it was just a weird, like, he should, like, that's something, I don't know, it was just a silly thing for him to say at that moment, as they're, like, walking up to the tombstone. But, um, another thing is that Julia's tombstone, it's, like, two feet 
tall and three feet wide. And those big-ass tombstones that they show in movies, I know that they're, like, easier to see the name and it's, like, better visually, but those fuckers cost, like, tens of thousands of Fred's dollars. Fred's dad is rich. Like, they mention that. He's a lawyer. But did... But he, yeah, he probably didn't okay, buy so it, here's but... The I'm just saying, yeah, there's, like, probably no way that, like, they would have afforded a big tombstone like that, whereas, like, the average family has, like, one of those that are either, like, on the ground or, like, slightly raised. Anyway, that's all. Um, yeah, so we find that, that thank you, we're now exiting the grief corner. Um, I'm sure we'll be back. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll be back. We find out that Angela and Craig are half-siblings and that Joey... And Craig's dad, who I don't, I never caught his name, and I don't care to catch it, so don't tell me, because he's a fucker. Um, what is Albert. it? Albert. You can't say, that don't tell fucker. me, and they go, what is it? Within the same sentence. Well, I saw them, <laughs> I saw them starting to speak. I didn't want to cut her off. That was funny. Yes. So, Albert, the Alf's hole, nailed it. uh, was dating Julia years and years and years ago and then she left him for Joey and then Albert is still very upset about that and that's why he's like being uh, his like aggression is escalating with Craig Um, because every time he brings up his mom it rubs him the wrong way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm and then now (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which brings us to the B plot um that JT is trying to catch some some tail and to help him Toby just invents Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> this kid is like a genius. Like this kid just made a program that matches his friend with every girl in the school and then gives him a percentage wise of like how well they're going to work out or how compatible they are like in a percent and I just how did he do that? What factors went into that? Does he know it reminds me of put all their traits in. Like, mm. like what? <laughs> this kid's a it genius. Re- it reminds me of. Did you ever guys do those things where it was like put into your two names of you and your crush and see what yes. percent you'll work out? And I would yes. always redo yes. it if I didn't like the score. <laughs> like forty-two. Oh, I'm not taking those odds again. <laughs> 75? Uh, yes. So, Toby invents Tinder and, like, the coding... Yeah, Emily, you're right. The coding skills that this kid had to have, they didn't have Squarespace. They didn't and have there were little hearts flying around the screen and you could see, like, the graphic of the bar filling up with the percentage. Like, it wasn't just, like, here's a percent. It was, like, animated. <laughs> like, it was a whole thing. Yeah. And the teacher's like, you kids, yeah, get out of here. Uh, hang on. You have a genius in your classroom. Don't kick him out. Like, what? Yeah. His, his potential, right. Mr. Simpson, please. Yes. So Toby invents Tinder to help out JT. And then JT decides, uh, despite the algorithm's best uh, approximations, that he's going to try to go on a date with Paige. Ooh la la. And the way he asks out Paige is by carrying her backpack for her while she's eating yogurt because it's 2002. And um, he says, like, I'm at your whim. 
I'll do anything for you. J- mm, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Little um, servant boy. Bottom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jasmine, cut this if you think this is a bad joke. But I said, um, JT, based on his behavior in this scene, he's the type of person that is going to grow up to uh, enjoy getting stepped on. And oh, I don't think that's bad. I think he's going to like, he probably has a praise kink in the future. Well, you know, but a degradation kink or we'll whatever see when we get that far i know what happened are you fucking kidding me i know there's no way that kink negotiation <laughs> is gonna be one of the trigger warnings <laughs> in the they the will okay no this shit looking like there is no jt kink well mm. there's slight kink the fact that you're debating it slight kink but they do talk about, we'll get there when we get there, because it annoys me so much. They talk about this kid's penis so much. I don't know how to explain it unless we get it's there. Neat. Like, yeah, well, yeah, like, but the writers had to write it in. <laughs> JT, more like jail today, yeah. okay? <laughs> Linda, love you, dear. Um, I hope that's in your book. Will you address that? <laughs> um yeah so jt asks Paige out she rejects him uh next scene this is a classic raise your hand if you've been here the drama teacher orchestrates a trauma dump circle (laughs) wait since when was she the drama teacher did i miss that i I thought she was the english teacher they were romeo and juliet last season i thought that was english they read it english and dramas can like together gotcha I just was like, why are these they people all wearing hats? Getting, shit's getting rough out here. Well, Emily, we all wear many hats in life. They were wearing one and sitting on the stage and being existential. They, they were wearing Viking hats. So what does that mean? Oh <laughs> all, all the world's a stage and all the men and women on it are merely fake. Slayers. <laughs> okay, continue. Does this sound um, like ASMR when I do this? Oh. Cool. <laughs> I can't hear that. Okay. I still can't hear that. Okay, continue. So, the next um, scene is Trigger warning ASMR. <laughs> Sorry. Cut it out. Okay. Cut it out of the podcast. I needed to know. Jasmine in the booth. Jasmine in the booth. Please cut that. She's boofing. Anyway. Um, it's so uh, weird it's that we're like. <laughs> not to be existential. But like talking on the internet. Like I just looked up and was like, wait, I'm alone in my bedroom right now. <laughs> It's 2022. <laughs> this is not remarkable anymore. I know, but like, there was once we time where we all sat no, in a room and did this together, and now we're acting like we did when we were together, but I looked up and went, oh, fuck. So. Speaking of existential, they're in the trauma, drum- trauma dump drama circle. Say that five times fast if you want to 
trauma dump not trauma wait what things. was it <laughs> the trauma dump trauma drama dump? circle no i can't trauma I'll dump drama circle trauma I dump the titles of the, the yeah i'll put that in the title <laughs> trauma dump drama dump, circle. Dra- drama circle trauma dump yeah I, sounds like every party i went to Ooh. in college anyway they're <laughs> in the trauma dump drama circle <laughs> and and they're all asking um like they're all talking about who they are because it's the beginning of the year get to know each other ashley's like i believe that you can make the world a better place and then miss kwan is like slay yeah sure <laughs> craig your turn um and craig he gets on his his nihilism augustus waters oblivion nietzsche's eternal day horton here's a who spec on a spec shit he says nothing matters peace and then miss kwan is like okay. well at first he gets up gregor gets up and he goes hi i'm craig and then goes to sit down and miss kwan was like no you have to do it so i don't blame him because I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> but yeah, like, what's, what's, if he didn't want to do it, he could have just been like, oh, I'm Craig and I like to play basketball. Like, why did he yeah. have to go so hard the I other mean, direction? The fact that he's taking pictures of children from a distance, it doesn't surprise me. He's got a rich and rough home life. Yes. Okay. <laughs> angst is character, and I like his character. I love angst. I love angst. This whole, these two episodes. Fulfilled my angst. Like I go out of my way for angst like this. I love it. <laughs> I believe those who like men would call him a little meow meow. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> no, I've not, heard, not that heard that term. Wait, what, what? Can you explain this? <laughs> that caught me so off. Jason and Devin talk about this. <laughs> Jason and Devin talk about this all the time. They say, like, oh, so-and-so is a little meow meow. Like, Loki or, like, Bruce Wayne. Bruce or Wayne! Like, like a, I don't fucking know. Like, a, a man who's, like, been through some shit and looks like shit, but, like, you still love him. He's your little meow meow. I hate that. That makes me want to vomit my mouth a little bit. It's, like, a deep internet thing. Jasmine, please tell me you've heard of this. I never heard of it. Yeah. Like, a, like a little, like, a little sussy boy. Like a little yeah, it sounds like Twitter language. Like a little white boy at a month. Cut the meow meow shit. I don't want people to know I use the internet. That's so embarrassing. Mhm. Ooh. It's okay. My mom's texting me. My mom's doing the thing that she does sometimes when she remembers she has another like child and texts me just questions, one right after the other. She said, <clears throat> hi, Jasmine, with the, and I said, hi, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, sitting at home. And she said, are your roommates there? I said, no. I said, she said, where are they? And I said, one is at her parents' house and the other is at her friend's house, Julia's house. Is the one at her friend's house coming over tonight? I think so. Are you okay there by yourself? That's what you just texted me. (laughs) And I'm going to say, I am by myself here frequently. (laughs) Tell her you're on a Zoom call. I don't think I can unlock that. (laughs) You might want to listen. 
Also, um, I'm hanging with the cat who is now under this desk. Emily, before and I don't know if she knows how to get out, but we'll see. Okay, continue. Um. So after Craig is on his oblivion shit, um, no one, everyone is kind of like, okay, and then the scene ends. Like it was a really nothing burger of a scene. And then Emma and Craig bump into each other in the office or something, and Manny's also there, and she's got some cute little braids going. And I'm really excited for Manny's uh, arc in this season. I uh, saw very little of her, but she's a gorly, so I can't wait to see more of Manny. Anyway, Emma and Craig. That was my Manny stand moment. Emma and Craig meet each other and like apparently they knew each other when they were kids and emma also coincidentally is angela's babysitter and so craig and emma kind of bond over that the fact that they both know angela and like agree to meet up again and then emma invites craig to emma's mom's birthday party because well it makes sense because angela well joey and emma's mom spike went to high school together yes they went to high school together that that was in my notes was how does okay well i was just curious how what is the connection there and how does spike is that his name yeah spike how does he know um craig or how the heck like i didn't see them being friends but now it makes sense that they went to high school together i get it now i was like what the spike is her mom also didn't emma and yeah spike is that his name what is his name (laughs) john yes yeah gotcha that oh we have a cool one from the first episode before she gets like hotel yeah um, okay <laughs> didn't sean and emma have a thing and then now they're like friends again same with same with um whatever happened whatever happened with Paige and is it spinner harry and spinner harry and spinner but i thought Paige and spinner were together because it's kind of getting back to terry but Paige went on a no, date Terry and spinner are together I think they're still together. Paige and Spinner. No, it wasn't Terry and Spinner because they were together at first and then Paige swooped in there, remember? Oh, right. And then they never talked about it again. They never mentioned it again. And I guess they're not together, but they are friends because they were chatting the entire episode. Like, he was in her posse. They retconned it. It was not making sense, I guess. I don't know. I know, but they just, like, set it up for this big pot and then never... It'll it'll be brought up this season. The cool. page and spinner Thanks. will be brought up this season. The cat just knocked over a lamp, so that's why <laughs> the cat has got to be young. Like, is it a kitten? Six okay. months old. She's a little meow meow. <laughs> You're strained, like. Um. Anyway, next scene. It's Clash of the Dads. Um, Craig's dad and angela's dad meet at it's like echoing sorry um clash of the dads craig's dad and angela's dad meet at um angela's dad's work which is a used car dealership and um he craig's dad at like, his work craigor's dad comes to angela's dad work and angela and he's kind of a dick about it yeah, he's a real dick about it. He's like, stay away from my son. Yeah, and then, he, like, interrupts his he's, like, and, like, makes fun of him in front of the customers. Yeah. Um, also a nothing burger scene. Like, I really don't understand why that needed to be in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then... Well, no, because the... it led to him being beat. 
for the first time. That's what that scene was. Foreshadowing. No. <laughs> yes, it's it there. So he, yeah, he finds out that they're hanging out or something. That, that Greg is seeing his little sister, Angela. Even though yes, they've been told to not see each other time with her. for unknown reasons. Yes. Um, and then the next scene is like Paige being like, can you believe JT asked me out? She's talking with Spinner and Hazel and um, kids in the early 2000s, like TV shows, they were always worried about their, their quote, rep, um, unquote, which is something I've literally never thought about. Like, you've never thought about how you're, you never thought about how you're perceived? Have, but not like well, I thought about that, ranking, but like I social status ranking. Yeah. Like, that's weird. I, all of my thoughts were like, everyone hates me. So I knew where I was in the social status. I was dead last in my mind. But right. I didn't. Um, it wasn't <laughs> like, oh, I got to get in this clique and I need to earn points to get in this clique. And if I date somebody outside of this clique, it's going to be like. And then yeah. also as it's someone not, that I thought was at the bottom of the ladder, I wasn't aching to date someone at the top of the ladder, whatever that means. Like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's silly. Um, and then as the three of them are kind of talking about it, Paige agrees to go on a date with JT because Hazel and Spinner are going to give her 30 bucks. Um, which inflation calculator, actually, let me, let me look that up. That's only 22 US dollars in today's dollars. I, yeah. Still like a meal. Uh-oh. Oh, Canada. But like, hold on. In January, let's say January 2003, that brings it all the way up to $36 in today's money. Also, can you guys believe there are two people in my cohort from Canada? That's crazy. There are 14 people in my cohort. The odds of two of them being from Canada? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, in Ohio? Yeah, everyone else is from Ohio. One of my There's... freshman year roommates was from Canada. Oh my god. Like, I feel like on the pod. you just don't know because their accent's the same until they say you or a boot. Boot. Okay, we got to get to the second episode, so. He comes home from the party after Joey tells him to go home. Craig comes home and he goes down to his, like, film room where he's developing all his film, uh, which it's Emily thinks is creepy. creepy. And which I agree. Just, which I agree. I, the fact that it's a 14-year-old boy makes it worse. I just... Why did they write it this way? The ri- I forgot how the writing of Degrassi was. Same with the acting. And then when we started watching it, I was like, oh, yeah. This isn't good. But yeah. It's also good. Like, I don't know how to explain that. The writing mm-hmm. sucks, but I can't stop watching. Because it's angst. And oh, yeah. angst, so. Yes. And then, so, uh, Craig comes into his film room, and it's all, like, destroyed and torn apart. And his dad comes down the stairs after him and holds up his scrapbook of his, like, pseudo-family that he's put together in his mind with Angela. And he says, like, are you looking for something? Are you looking for something? And Craig is like, what are you talking about? Or what does he say? Something I like don't that. Know. He's, like, he's like, what do you mean? And they go back and forth like that for a little bit. Are you looking for something? What are you talking about? And then, like, after no escalation of the most mild line delivery ever, um... Craig's dad like throws him to the floor and like kicks him in the ribs and it's like it's like very serious, not chill, like abuse straight yeah, up. Craig like, physical abuse. crying on the floor. Yes, he's crying on the floor and like the just 
I know I shouldn't be like, this abuse scene should have been better. But like, <laughs> I think it detracts from the message you're trying to send when like you're taken out of the scene or you're not like getting whatever's going on. So like the line delivery was so lackluster and it didn't match the physicality at all. And like Craig's dad was like, the physicality was pretty good, but his delivery of lines was so flat that like i didn't really feel anything i think he overall is not a great actor but also i wasn't thinking that in terms of that scene because it showed like the flip of the switch in the unpredictable how whoa that was why that wasn't a word how he's unpredictable <laughs> and how it's like he sounds serious and kind of like blah but you don't think that he's gonna literally blow up like that immediately like less than a second later mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was realistic i don't know i thought that was realistic but that's just me yeah, I think the 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 flip of the switch, like, I don't think it needed to, like, ramp up or anything, but, it, like, it was weird that his voice never changed. It stayed the same volume the whole scene. I don't know, small note, that was it. Yeah, the cat. And then, <laughs> uh, the, sh- the scene ends, and that's that's it. So that's part one of when yeah, Dubs getting cry. crap kicked out of him on the floor. Okay, mm-hmm. then we go to the next episode. Part yeah, two. We don't have to read the description it's the same thing happens. Okay, it starts with a shot of Craig Gore looking at himself in the mirror and lifting up his shirt and seeing all these really intense bruises. And I went, wow, those look really intense for what we just saw. Like, it seemed more... Bruises seemed worse than what the actual fighting looked like. But also, that's horrible of me to say because I want to know. Like, I just... <laughs> I feel wrong to say, but also it seems like a makeup department thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're in the film industry. You can kind of say, like... I don't know, like... Maybe it was to imply that, that, like, it's not the first... It Obviously, it's not the first time. Maybe that's, like, a combination of a lot of bruises. Yeah. Oh, we... That was not the first time he hit him? No. I didn't think it was the first time, but... I... I get... I mean, it was so, like... It seemed, like, the normal for them in that scene. Which is another reason why I was like, oh, his voice kind of is fine because it seemed like the norm. But... Okay, yeah, that changes it for me because I thought, like, him hitting the table in the beginning and then him actually hitting him later was, like, the show, them showing escalation. But if, like, the abuse is ongoing, that, like, contextualizes some things. Yes. (laughs) Good. Sorry, the cat keeps jumping on our side table and knocking over this painting. And so then I have to come and pick up the painting every time and get her off the table. Why don't you just put the painting... Away. I want to have my stuff where it, where I want it. Got a kitten. I don't. The cat <laughs> we started this. We started this episode with Jasmine got a cat, and now throughout the entire episode, it's you yelling at said cat. Yeah. Well, she's being crazy right now. Sometimes she's sweet. She just wants but... to play. Yeah. She's okay. We'll speak with... on this. Okay, she's yeah. playing with a tea light, like a like a fake plastic one. Continue. She's wrapping anyway, and then it goes to the scene anyway. of um Craigor's dad dropping him off at school, and then he's suddenly really nice, and he's like, "Here's a bunch of money. Go buy yourself a new camera." And it's basically him saying sorry without having to say I'm sorry, and like being a total narcissist and flipping the switch and the unpredictable shit and trying to buy his love with money instead of real love. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really shows the abuse and like love bombing cycle yeah and i think the phrase he says is like no hard feelings yeah which is like so shitty and i'm sure like yeah a lot of people probably resonated with that in 2002 like the i don't know like it just felt very of the time like yeah that was a good good scene um to me like he was just manipulating his kids so much that 
like it's hard when you love the person and then the one that's doing that i don't know it was sad yes yeah well and that's what made me think that degrassi is the new after school special because like if you're a child watching that you're supposed to be on the lookout like just because somebody is showing loving acts to you obviously like we know this now like doesn't mean that you're that you're not being abused so yeah i thought that was like a good good for kids moment if there are any kids who are allowed to watch this um so then the next scene is craig and emma hanging out and they're um talking and emma is holding a skateboard and i feel like someone from the is it oh i'm realizing this now is holding craig's skateboard because for a second i was like emma skater girl season two arc no it's craig's skateboard (laughs) okay Um, and then it goes to um back to the date situation and yeah but i don't remember their names (laughs) for some reason they're gone they're gone i i was like p piper why am i forgetting her name i just said it yeah okay well Paige was talking to jt and was like i'm sorry that i blew you off the first time on that date but was like not talking in full sentences and like only giving orders and they're like in the lunch line and she walked up to him and was like sorry about this and was like what did she say moving grub or like moving she didn't say food she said something else and it was weird and she didn't say in a full sentence he was like oh really okay (laughs) on the screen we're on discord and on the screen jasmine just had a popcorn emoji pop up just for emphasis for food (laughs) to mean food um yeah so and then she was like i don't know she just kept doing that she was like after school six out front like okay like, okay that's so weird <laughs> yeah she says like your treat like and, yeah. and she's being so rude to him and i was like and you will pay also i was i wrote why is she talking like that that's all orders okay yeah and then yeah um emma and craigor and they're like i'm babysitting your little sister after school um what if i give you a ride home it's not like you can, we can pretend like you didn't know I was babysitting her, but then you can see her. And then the little, when they pick up the little kid, the little kid's like, let's go to the park. And Emma's like, I have homework. And then Craig's like, okay, I'll take you to the park then. And Emma's like, kind of like, I don't know about that. And Craig convinces her. And Emma just lets them go. He, she lets him, like, I, there's a reason that they're separated. And she doesn't know that full reason. All she knows is that he's not allowed to be around the little girl. And that's it. And that he had to leave the party. And then it was a weird situation. So literally, it could have been like a thing where like, he was trying to steal her or like, was like, a creepy, like, touching her like stuff could be wrong. And she was just like, I know you're not supposed to be together, but I'll let you take her anyway. Like, that's like, yeah. so like, number one rule of babysitting. Like, don't let someone just take the kid from you. Even if you where is that. the babysitting undercover boss coming through to fire her my <laughs> um, cross needs to step up i don't know yeah i think um yeah that's like a weird flaw or like a Ooh. weird inconsistency with emma's character is that she's so like strongly held in her convictions about like the environment and about justice and like will not budge on things that matter to her but as soon as it comes to boys like her resolve just crumbles and like yeah. she will give away a child and like will no, like he could have been a creep and it turned he kind of was but he wasn't like it turned out he really wasn't but it, it could have been like she was the first episode she was literally stuck in a hotel room with a man and the cops had to come 
So she like knows yeah. the day. Like she's not naive to that. She just overlooked it. Like it was just weird. That weirded me out. Yeah, like one season later, literally, like she's had no arc in that regard. So that's interesting. And then my next note was no explanation to the gravesite pics. What the fuck? He's creepy. <laughs> so next like, episode, and they still never explain why he's hiding behind a gravestone taking pictures. But whatever. I'm just gonna be stuck on that. <laughs> yeah. So Craig and Angela are at the park, and Angela sees his bruises. And he makes up a lie about them and then goes to take her for ice cream. And while they're eating ice cream, he pulls out the money that his dad gave him that morning and realizes, like, oh, this is a lot of money. And then he starts talking to Angela and is like, oh, do you... <laughs> I don't know anything about Canada, so I don't know where they are. But he's like, okay, I'm glad you brought this up. So they're trying to go to British Columbia. I texted my friend in my cohort who... um is from toronto so she went to high school with a girl that was on degrassi next class um and i asked her how far is toronto from british columbia and she said it's a five hour plane and she said it's like about as far as new york to california yeah i was just gonna say holy shit so so he really was trying to kidnap this kid yeah, so, he and says, then he like, hey, let Angela... this kid go with someone that was potentially harmful. Okay, was harmful. I understand that Emma shouldn't have done it. He wasn't. He didn't have mal intentions. No. He... Yeah. But so he Craig is trying to like bad. Escape. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter. What you're I said on the Craig <laughs> Craig is accidentally endangering this child, um, right. and is about to take her to British Columbia. Which he says, he's like, it's so warm there. And in my head, I know this is, like, so ignorant of me, but I'm like, it's Canada. Like, you remember British Columbia? Because apparently she was a baby when they lived there with their mom. And she was like, no, dude, I was a baby. Basically, like, why would I remember that? This kid's five and smarter than him. It's very prolific. Um, Joey shows up, Angela's dad, and, like, takes her away from Craig and Angela says, like, oh, you're going to go to Columbia. Like, you should come. And then Joey's like, stay with my daughter. And then, yeah. And then Craig just goes home because he's like, well, I guess that plan's bunk. Like, we'll shelf it and wait. Um, he comes home. And this, I mentioned this last episode, but this is when Craig's, Craig's dad gets a phone call from Joey that Craig and Angela, like, had been spending time together again um and so while craig's dad is like on the phone and he's holding a golf club inexplicably which i thought was a cane at first um craig runs up to his room and like locks his doors he has like three locks on his door yeah he locks all of them and starts packing a bag and also calls sean because they had their meet cute earlier so they're buds um and he says like hey what are you doing tonight let's hang out cool and then as Craig's dad through it, it's not that guy. He's like, please hang out tonight. As his dad is like banging on the door and starting to whack through with the golf club and like taking chips the door out. Yeah, he's like beating down the door with his golf club. It's not funny. It's so fucked up. But like, just the juxtaposition. We were about explaining it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I was just trying to get through it. I don't know. He's like, oh, he jumps out the window, um, and takes off to to sean's um and yeah then 
cuts to and again these two plot lines could not be more different different like more different in terms of level of importance yeah i'm so much more um, interested by the whole Gregor thing than emma than jp and page yeah. they they frequently do this because they're like we can't have such a heavy episode unless something really heavy happens then it's all serious Okay, so this was not like the this wasn't really ten heavy. Out of ten on well, the heaviness. No, there's some shit's gonna go down. Some, what would you call this, this season? What would you call this on like the heaviness scale? Because they still had it like a light B plot. Well, as we get going, there are gonna be some more traumatic things that just happen to these kids on a daily basis. Um so when it's like really bad, like as we know, spoilers for Degrassi, Drake gets shot. Oh. And after that happens, the rest of the episode is extremely serious. Interesting. So, so like, okay. stuff like that. So this is not the most serious episode because we get JT and Paige hitting it off at the movies. They're well, Paige walks gorgeous. up with a hoodie and glasses on like she doesn't want to be seen, but really she's a 14-year-old and I'm sure absolutely nobody knows who she is. Yeah, but her rep. Her rep. Her rep. (laughs) So no one gives a shit. Um, And then she kind of lets her guard down. They start having fun. They're joking around. And then Hazel and Spinner suddenly show up and are like, hey, Paige, here's your money for going on a date with loser Jake. Actually having fun. And I literally wrote, why is she laughing? Does she hate happiness? (laughs) So laughing at the joke Does she hate happiness no the one girl that like walked up was like i see you're actually oh, having fun and like laughing at her i was like do you just not like happiness like they're on a date and enjoying it i don't know what your problem is her rep it's so embarrassing to be on a date with somebody for some reason yeah yeah so then jt is like you were paid to go on this date and then Paige is like sue me cut Back to <laughs> Craig is running away from his abusive father. <laughs> sprinting. <laughs> He's sprinting away. He is skateboarding away. He is running. Him, Craig, that is. Craig and Sean are um like walking along the train tracks, and um Craig asks Sean to run away with him, which I personally thought was very romantic, and I wish that he did, yeah. but Sean says, No, I've got school. And then he stands uh in front of a moving train. Because he's trying to off himself. Yeah. Um, and I will say this about the character, whoever plays Craig for this scene and then the last couple of scenes, his acting is actually like really impressive. He I he thought. was on Broadway. Oh not as really? a kid, as an adult. No, I think he's better than literally everybody else. Except for he's the very also... end. There was a part of the very end of this episode that we will get to that I was like, what the fuck? I will say he's probably one of the best actors on the show. He definitely is. Like, in the entire 14 seasons. Um, he was also in the most recent season of Umbrella Academy. Uh, oh. Anyone watch that? Yeah, no, he's definitely his name? one of the better actors. His name is Jake Epstein. Yeah, I thought... Oh. Well, ooh, that's unfortunate. Thanks. And <laughs> I thought... Um, yeah, he did a really good job. He's, like, standing in front of a moving train... And Sean is trying to negotiate him off the tracks and eventually just, like, tackles him to get him off. He's old now. But he's, like, chiseled. 
Googled him. Sean? Jake Epstein. Oh. <laughs> like, God. <a> man. <laughs> he was 14 in 2002. He's right. gonna be old now. I know, I just forget. Then Sean and Emma show up at Joey's house and is like, uh, Craig is on the lam and just kind of ran off. Can we find him? They end up at the cemetery with him. And I said my last line. So Joey and Craig kind of confront. Uh, Joey confronts Craig and is like, I know your dad hits you. Like, that's why you're acting like this. And he, like, well, he breaks down crying. Out. Clarify, he just found out that his dad hits him. He wasn't letting this kid live with an abusive parent for all this time. He didn't know until now. Yes, like Joey didn't know this. Yes, Sean and Angela, like, told him. And Craig is like, he cries and they hug and it's like very impressive and beautiful, but the editing does neither of them any favors. No. Like it is so cheesy. Well, and then also, the... also he like, Craig turns around, like he's standing away from him when they're like, what does your dad do to you? He's turning away. And then they go, does he hit you? And then he turns over his shoulder, his right shoulder. And there's a single tear, a single tear. I was like, this, you know that they paused this take and said, okay, let me get the eye drops, put them in your eye, and then we're going to roll the cameras, and we're going to get this shot. Like, that was not, act- like, I mean, it was acting, but it was like, like, he wasn't crying. Like, there's, you don't cry like that, even when it's fake crying. It was one tear, and I just, uh, me, took me out of the scene. <laughs> that's my note. I, I missed that, so that's why I didn't get taken out of the scene. I was like, this is really good, but the stupid editing with, like, the piano right in the moment of, like, did he hit you? Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Bomb. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Bomb. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, that was um, a bummer. Uh, but, yes, I'm glad to know that he's a good, he remains a good actor. I don't know why he would suddenly get worse, but it happens. Um, so... The next scene is JT and Paige. They both kind of reconcile. They're like, Paige is Paige like, is I like feel listen, I had guilt. Was that? Paige is like, I feel guilt. And JT's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel guilt. And then mm-hmm. she kisses him on the cheek because he asked for it. And that's about how that goes. Yes. And Paige uh, says, like, I won't date anybody who isn't older than me. No hard feelings. She, she was they like, go their separate ways. we were the same social status. I might think about dating you, but no. <laughs> it's like, okay. And JT does not seem bothered. He's like, whatever, if you yeah. kiss me. Yeah. It didn't and then, then he was like, I imagined my first date ever ending with a kiss. I was like, oh, that was his first date mm-hmm. ever? Was a mm-hmm. date that wasn't even real? It kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be a real good story once he gets to college. He's going to be like, you guys, my first date? Listen. <laughs> Jasmine's laughing. I must have foreshadowed something or the opposite of that. We'll get there when we get there. So next, um, Craig is driven to his house and they're like, go get your stuff. You can stay with me. Um, Joey says this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't can't remember any of these guys' names. <laughs> Sorry. Angela's dead. You just said, like, he is driven and is offered yes. to stay at a house. Yes. I hope that everybody can just pick up on it because I suck at names, and that is a known fact. I'm sure they could pick up on it, but for you dense motherfuckers out there like me, 
it's a joke. And me, I'm like, don't use names because then I'll just get confused. I'd rather just you say he, she, they, whatever, whatever, any pronoun. <laughs> like, I don't care. But the names, I get lost because I'm like, wait. And then I'm thinking about trying to connect the name to the person and the action. And then I don't listen to the rest of the story. And then I get behind. So tell it, tell it how you remember because I give it a spin. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, then I'm just. Okay, so he gets driven. Craigor gets driven to his house. <laughs> I like that you do remember his name is Craigor. Yes, because my uncle's name is Craig, and I think it's really interesting that his name is Craigor. I'm not Craig, but it's, it's not Craigor. Craig. <laughs> the nickname, please. His dad calls him his full name, and it seems like on brand. <laughs> Craigor walks up to his house, and his dad. He's told to like not converse with his dad and just go in and go upstairs and get his stuff and leave. And he walks in and his dad is like there and he doesn't say anything and he just lets him in and then he like he's kinda like trying to oh my notepad broke. He's trying to guilt trip him into staying there. Yeah. You take it from here because sometimes I just start talking and then I forget what I'm saying in the middle of my sentence and that just happened. Yeah. Um so he starts guilt tripping craig he's like oh don't leave me you're just like your mom like you know like we can work this out and And craig is gaslighting him that was the other thing and then craig was like we have three options i can stay here or he was what was the first one you can go to the police you can call canadian cps i don't remember what that was the child agency stay with what's his face for a little bit and like work this all out or he can stay, he goes, or I can stay here and get beaten. And the dad goes, I don't beat you. This gaslighting. Yeah. So, no. So I, was I thought that. that was such unrealistic gaslighting, though, because gaslighting he, he should have said, I don't beat you. We just got in an argument or something. Or like, it wasn't, you're overreacting. Like, but he just said that. And then I like. I thought that was realistic. Interesting. I have been in instances where it's. The person basically does something wrong and then just chooses to forget it within the next, like, hour or two. And then it's like, that never happened. Like, you're just making that up. And then doesn't give a reason as to why that would have never happened. That makes sense. Oh, It just totally yeah, that avoids probably... that it happened at all. Like, pretends like it doesn't. Because so mm, as soon as you open the door to, like, yes, it happened, but not how you think. Or, like, yes, it happened, but not because of the way you think. Right. You still admit that it happened. That's a good point. Yeah, right. him just denying it outright is like, in a way, more insidious because he's like totally denying that anything even happened, and yeah. then there's no ground left for Craig to be like, no, like this is fucked up. Um, Did the cat knock on the painting again? The cat. Now, my one of my roommates brought a lot of stuff to this house, including this desk, and. The cat keeps jumping on the desk. I had to move the Halloween candy because she kept trying to bite into it. Um, and now... Cat on the desk. Cat on the desk. And there's catnip on there. Cat eating candy. Catnip's the best. Next time I'm going to do this in my room. But every time I'm in my room and I'm talking, but she's not in there, um, she will start crying. Oh. Get on the desk, codependent. Get on the desk. Yeah. Really good song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Last note, Craig's dad is a way worse actor than Craig. Yes. 
Yeah. It almost works for his character. The naivety yeah, of it's like still him good. and the way that he denies things and him being a bad actor makes him seem like kind of airy, which makes it understandable how Craigor could still love him and like respect him and be like, you're my dad, you give me things and I should love you. And then when the switch flips and it's all bad, he can think about that for a second and then be like, but my dad still does this for me. Like the airiness and the dumbness that came across from the father from his bad acting supported that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Period. Okay. Oh my. I'm interested to um, see more from the whole Craig or dad situation because I don't like their dynamic, but I like that this is a story. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like watching it. So out of how many? Oh my God! Get that out of your mouth. Um, out of how many? That's what we're using to rate it. Out of how many Viking hats would you give this episode? Oh, out of uh, wait, I have to give you the number. Out of uh, just out of ten. Compared to the other episodes we've seen, I would give this two-parter. By the way, bold again. Starting off with a two-parter, they did that for the first season too. I they believe they do that. They'll do that every season. They do that every season. Start with a two-parter. Yeah, and most of them end with a two-parter too. That's cool. I like that actually. Um, yeah, we'll read them both together. I feel like they're the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one like it's a good continuation. I out of ten Viking hats in the trauma dump drama circle. Um, out of ten. 7.5 out of the other episodes we've seen. See, out of the other Degrassi episodes, I would give it a 9. Out of other TV Whoa. episodes, I would not give it a 9. I'd give it like a 5. Because <laughs> because I like angst, and I thought the storyline was good, and sort like, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and then also, I noticed that the camera quality jumped up a little bit, got a little bit better. They still don't have a tripod. But they understood how to do handheld in a way that doesn't make me sick anymore. They just held it steady instead of, you know, like shaking. They still don't have a tripod? It seemed like they still don't have a tripod. That's wild. And then they also really loved tracking shots this episode. And maybe they have in the past. And I just, maybe I've said this before that they did that a lot. But in this episode, there was a lot of tracking shots. Maybe and the camera work was better to me because I'm watching it on my laptop and not a TV, but it felt a little bit better. And we all know this, of course, but for those who don't, what is a tracking shot? <laughs> it's <laughs> when a camera is on a dolly, like a, do you know what a dolly is? Like a cart, yeah, basically. It's a tripod on wheels, basically, is one form of yeah. it. That's the most common form. And you just follow, like if there's people walking, you follow them back. Like you walk backwards with them. Or from the side, you walk with them. Like, you track the subject through the space. So instead of, like, oh, okay. like a pan, which is, I guess, is also tracking them through the space. Pan is a form of a tracking shot. Or tilt, which is on an axis. Like, you, like, do this. Mm-hmm. It's, you move with them. Yeah. So it, like, gives a lot of space. So there was a lot of, yeah, okay. of, like, Paige walking through, like, the movie theater or down the hallway with her friends. And it was all tracking shots. Like, they kept using tracking shots. So it's not still shots of, like, yeah, where she gets closer to the camera and then it cuts and then she continues to walk closer to a different camera or right. whatever. Like it's, it's, like, from okay. the front and 
the camera is walking with the actors. And did you like that or no? I mean, I like them with, like, I'd like them in a film because you can see those conversations that you wouldn't see otherwise. And it's harder to shoot conversations without tracking shots like that because it seems less realistic because they would be chatting while they're walking. But they use them so much. Like, one or two in taste is fine. But there were, like, four or five in this one episode alone. <laughs> I was like, okay. I Yeah, they seem like they work really well with hallway shots. But, like... It's like, okay, so, it's, you know... It's a school. <laughs> you know the kid that's on the little scooter on the floor in The Shining that's going down the hallway? Danny. That's, like, the original tracking shot. Even though it's really not. But it's, like... What everyone's saying. Yeah, title the episode was named after When Doves Cry by Prince. Oh, by Prince. Cool. Yeah. Did you, you say know. who? I said cool. Oh. That was cool. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Is he son of king? <laughs> Maybe so. Ouch. Son of son of queen? David Bowie. Ooh, you remember when he died? My mom and I were in a hotel in Mexico and she cried. On the bed in our all-inclusive resort in Mexico when I was little. Well, R.I.P. Prince. R.I.P. Prince. Thank you for coming to this episode. Um, maybe we'll be. I'm. I'm. You know, they'll come out when they come out. Um, <laughs> I'm watching it now because now it's angsty and now I'm invested. <laughs> okay so they'll come out more frequently and once we get to the third season i think that is the most angsty season spring it on i've also thought about it i used to say the third season's the best season i now think it oh my god the cat's messing up my discord i now think it's the fourth season but i still think the third season's really good so many listeners does anybody listen to this <laughs> oh my yeah god. no one's waiting no one's like anxiously like, uploading like, actually there's... actually someone um, shout out to you, whoever you are. Someone followed our podcast, and then um, when I posted about Degrassi getting canceled, and I was like, I guess this is a bad time to say we're coming back. Someone liked our story, like the person oh. that followed. Oh, oh! And Thank maybe Linda, maybe Linda and- Skyler's listening. Well, I just trash talked a lot of her like filming stuff and Don't. actors. So. I kind of I'm sure she's grown. Sorry, Linda. It's been 20 years. You're still in film and video. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> you hire, um, hire us all on the Degrassi reboot. If you need a <laughs> mental need health consultant. Coordinator. More uh, religion. Need, or, or religion. If you need uh, someone to play oh, a really? teacher, um, but all the stuff on the whiteboard actually is real and not just fake <laughs> numbers. Yeah. I can be the psychologist, and Emily can film it. I'll run the camera. No, I just I want to be a producer. I'll do all the organization. Slay. Well, see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you're like me and want to impulsively start a podcast, Anchor is right for you. Anchor has all the things that you need to make a podcast right in one place. It has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also has the best distributing platform for and distributing your podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Music, and more. And best of all, Anchor is completely free. So... If you want to download Anchor, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.